Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Shine a Light podcast. Um, just a few quick notes about this episode. Um, first and foremost, it is a very sensitive topic. It is about suicide. And so if that is something that is going to trigger you or just cause any issues, please um, just skip this one. We do mention uh, several resources in this episode that can help, but um, I want to list them now also. Um, There's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. AFSP is the um, abbreviation for that. Um, There's also To Write Love on Her Arms, which we actually didn't mention in this, but it's a great resource also. Um, And I think the most important thing that we can say is just get help if you need it. And if someone around you is suffering, really get them some help too. Uh, I also just want to make a quick note um, that the end, <laughs> it ends pretty abruptly, and that's because I had a coughing attack. I have a little bit of a cold right now as I'm recording these <clears throat> couple episodes, so I had a wee bit of a coughing attack at the end and just kind of stopped um, recording rather than made you listen to my coughs. Um, also, Molly, at the time that this was recording, uh, her friend, very sick with cancer, um, it was in her final days during this recording. So her phone goes off a couple times and there's just a couple times where we have to break for her to kind of check in and see what was going on with her friend. Um, and she does reference that a few times in the interview. So I just wanted to make you aware. Other than that, the sound was great. Actually one of the best maybe we've had. Um, I'm kind of thinking maybe we should record every episode at Molly's house because the sound was just really, really good. So um, I really want to thank Molly for sharing her story was very brave of her to do that and um yeah let me know if you have any questions for her you can email me at shinealightpod at gmail.com or find instagram and facebook at shinealightpodcast all right thanks so much So hello everybody and welcome to the Shine a Light podcast. I am here with Molly and Molly, I'll let you introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, I'm Molly Herzoff. Um, I am a yoga teacher for 20 plus years. I'm going through teacher training at the Bar Coach, I'm very excited about. Um, my most important job though is uh, being a mother to three sons, Yeah, Dean, Devin, and Drew. And you and I know each other, and I put that in quotes from the barcode, because I don't know that we really know each other. I think we met at the Christmas party, Mm because we were talking about that we both go to bed super early, and that that was a late night for us. (laughs) Um, But hopefully we'll be seeing each other more soon at the barcode, and I'm super excited that you're going through instructor training. Mm -hmm. So what exactly do you want to shine a light on? I uh, always want to shine a light on um, suicide and mental health awareness which we did say are now they're very big buzzwords. Those words, yeah. what happens is we, we wanted people to say them, but now they're saying them not too much, but now it's becoming, again, one of those things that we're not hearing mm-hmm. and we're not stopping to really make a change. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of yeah. what I would like to shine a light on. Okay. What is your goal in talking about this publicly? If there is one human being anywhere that might hear it, that might feel alone, that might feel ashamed, that might feel 
that they couldn't reach out somewhere to someone if that one person is able to pick up a phone or anything, go to a hospital, something, so that we can save lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I am just a regular person, just a mother, you know, yeah. who has suffered the worst loss <laughs> and will suffer more mm -hmm. um, losses. So I'm trying to hopefully prevent that yeah. for some other family. Right. So you lost your son. Correct. Um, and how old was your son? He was 21, just shy of his 22nd birthday, just a few days shy. Okay. And we're not really sure of the exact date. Um, it's between a couple days because they don't know if it was in the wee morning hours or they Got couldn't it. tell. So okay. unfortunately, we don't even have an exact date of death. Mm. We kind of guessed on it um, end of July. Okay. So. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about your family and your kind of your whole family unit, like where you grew up with your family, um, how many kids you had, which I think you mentioned, and in general, kind of like what life was like for your family. This, the family that I have with my children and my husband? Yes. Or? Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> Such a, it's actually a great question. It seems like it would be an easy one to answer. <laughs> um, you know, when my husband and I got married, I said that I never wanted to have kids, and he was desperate. Uh, he was like, I'll do anything, I just want one. So we had one who was the cutest, still the cutest little monster, and is still a monster at 27 <laughs> years of age. And I I don't want to say it was an accident because I'm thrilled, but it was kind of a um, an oops pregnancy, and I ended up being pregnant with twins, twin boys, and he was thrilled and I was petrified. Um, but it was really, uh, you know, boy, I'm really lucky because, uh, I mean, all those kids really just, I mean, they do change your life, but they sure, they sure changed mine. I was like a wild child and those kids just, you know, became my, uh, my life, my focus, my, the loves of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, hard. It was hard. The twins were 10 weeks early, so they were ill. Okay. And they ended up not only being healthy, but uh, my son who passed away, Drew, was six foot five, you know, blonde, gorgeous. Well, they all are gorgeous. <laughs> um, Devin, his twin, six foot two, big guy. You know, he they didn't think he was going to ever leave the hospital a lot. Devin, yeah. and he's out there in Chicago, uh, yeah. doing great, big, handsome kid. So. You know, is your husband tall? Because you're pretty petite, so I'm yeah. trying to figure yeah. out where they have this height. Tall, <laughs> yeah. You know, big. Yeah. I'm relatively tall. I'm just so skinny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, my my boys are big. I mean, they were ten weeks early, and one was six five and one six two. I keep saying, how tall would they be had they mm -hmm. been full term? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. And so you guys grew up like in this in Metro Detroit area. Um, your family? My, yes, my my family grew up in um, Detroit and then Bloomfield Hills. My husband's from Southfield. Okay. Uh, we ended up really raising our boys um, in Bloomfield okay. Hills. They went to Andover High School. They, okay. went, or they went all through the Bloomfield Hills yeah. school system. Okay. So we thought we were doing it all right. Old-fashioned values, both of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, really kind of conservative, ironically, because we're so not really conservative, <laughs> but... We really, you know, my husband had these real, you know, you know, family values, and, and so did I, and we kept our kids kind of close, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, kept them in sports and made sure they were, you know, 
doing all the, and I'm using the air quotes, yeah. right things, the things that we felt in our hearts were, were right yeah. for our boys and right. to do right by our boys. And they did thrive and they're smart and handsome and popular and wonderful. And one is not here anymore. So can you tell me a little bit about Drew's mental health throughout his life? Did he struggle with mental health? Horribly, yes. Yeah. Um, when he was younger, um, he, his twin brother um, drew well they ended up being best friends but you know they went through this period where you know they're very they were very different they were mm -hmm. you know they're fraternal so it's like really being any two people they just mm -hmm. so happen to have the same birth date right um, they're completely different Devin is very um, easygoing lets things roll off his back and his older brother Dean was the most popular kid in school the best athlete all that so Drew felt like he was really not not yeah. so good okay and kids bullied him when he was younger terribly mm -hmm. uh, I did a lot of running into school screaming like a maniac um, calling out everybody I could find um, talking to Drew endlessly um, so we talked I mean Drew and I well I'm very close with all my boys but Drew and I I said to him there is nothing you can't tell me mm -hmm. that you're going to surprise me with. Right. So just make sure you say something, mm -hmm. please. I'm here, you, you know, and even, and believe me, his older brother and Devin too, his twin. But, you know, they get to a point where Devin was like, ugh, with him, you know, yeah. I want to have yeah. my own identity. So Drew had a lot of issues young and he was very shy gangly uncoordinated you know they were still kind of catching up mm -hmm. physically and with their height yeah with, with everything so drew had a lot of trouble when he got to high school that's when he started to get real tall and i always thought he was gorgeous real hand real handsome yeah. and kind of chiseled up and um so these were the friends that were making fun of him i mean you know oh. the friends so anyways, I, there was a couple turning points for, that I recall for, for Drew. Um, one was early in high school where he was being horrifically bullied and he finally got sick of it and punched somebody yeah. out. And they wanted to suspend him, and we said, fantastic, we, I'm going to take him for ice cream yeah. and Burger King, right. and we're going to have the best day ever. Bye! Yeah. <laughs> okay, because it took him, you know, 15 that or to that long yeah. to say, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. Calling him retarded, call, you know, how kids are just yes. So, also, Dean, his big brother, uh, knocked out plenty of people on his behalf. Good for him. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so, we did the suspensions with the, uh, we gave them presents mm -hmm. for, for being suspended, for yeah. taking care of one another. And um, so, I've always been, uh, my husband's the most wonderful father but we've always been the advocates me particularly mm -hmm. for our children um when they're when they do wrong we tell them so yeah. when they do right we told them so we really tried to well i was we are their advocates their their voice when they were yeah younger yeah um dean always had a a, a big voice but it took drew a long time mm -hmm. so the first time he tried to kill himself was um in his, I want to say his sophomore year of high school, one of his dearest friends died of an aneurysm. Oh, jeez. So this affected him. I mean, it was horrific. Yeah, that's awful. It was horrific. 
And here we are in Bloomfield Hills, everybody doing everything right. Now, by the way, these are the most wonderful people. He had a, a, a heart defect mm -hmm. that, that was completely right. undetectable. Um, this hit drew a, like bricks in the face, whatever, acid yeah. in your face. Yeah. He really went through, I mean, dark would be a, a mild way to put mm -hmm. it, dark period. Um, and shortly thereafter, he had had a... Um, you know, like a brotherly fight with his with his brother Devin. They really got into it, and Devin was like, you know, I'm done. I'm not talking to him. Yeah, you know, they're brothers. You know, he's an asshole. Typical thing. The brothers. Typical do. thing. Yeah. I said, look it. You know, you cannot not talk to your brother. You can for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, Drew took. I mean, this this devastated him, and I know Devin feels I'm like you can't feel guilt. Your brothers. Right. I mean, my sister used to pound her head oh, into, yeah. the, into the wall. Yeah. I mean, you know, I threw record albums at her. You know, trying oh, to. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, Drew came home and he was just. You could see he was just. He just was exhausted. Mm -hmm. So I said, "Go take a nap. Go lay down. Please get some rest. And you know, we'll 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 talk after you take a little nap." He said, "Okay." Went in his room. I was doing whatever, making, I don't know, making dinner, just doing mm -hmm. my thing, whatever. I can't even tell you what, I, I had this strange feeling. To go check on him? To go check on him. So I knocked on the door, Drew, 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 no answer. And he had locked the door. Mm -hmm. I said, you open this door right now, or maybe with 100 pounds, I will knock the door down. Mm -hmm. No answer. Well, we had those little hook things that you can open the door with when that, and that yeah. little hole back on those ugly door handles. Well, thank God I did because he was, he probably was dead for mm -hmm. a short period of time. All I remember is screaming like a psycho, calling 911. Um, we had the most wonderful neighbors and one of them came over, um, wonderful woman and you know, she was like, oh my God, you know, and they, it was horrible. Anyways, he was, God revived. And I remember saying to him, you know, you, you can't you can't do this to me mm -hmm. because I can't live without you. Yeah. Um, you know. Over the years, I mean, he did he was more and more successful at things. He was a great student, not the best athlete, sorry, Drew. Yeah. His brothers. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. He was an okay athlete. He was getting better. Very smart, mm -hmm. very handsome, uh, loved by everybody, really. Um he got accepted to Michigan State, which was his dream. Um, very successful there, you know, Dean's List. He was the uh, head of resources at Brody Cafeteria. He okay. loved it. Yeah. He loved him. Yeah. Um, so there was no other attempt in between? Not that sophomore. I know of. Okay. Not that I know of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that really, I mean, that just, you know, was an earth shaker, understandably. I'm sure, yes. Um, so we went, he was in and out of hospitals, different okay. psychiatric care. We reached, I'm telling you, we had access to, to everything. Mm -hmm. Every doctor, every place, every hospital, every mental health facility, you name it, we were willing, willing, and and we, we would do it. I mean, my husband was like, I don't care if I walk back in my job. I mean, he was there. We, it didn't matter. Whatever mm -hmm. was necessary was what we did. Yeah. And Drew would have these stints and go right back into his life and be a huge success. Right. No, people didn't even know. His closest friends didn't even know. Wow. No, really nobody knew. Nobody except mm -hmm. us wow. and his brother. Nobody had a clue. Yeah. And did he ask you guys to kind of keep that 
a secret or did you just all decide like we're just going to keep this as a family it, w- it, it wasn't our story to yes, tell yeah if he wanted to tell somebody friends, yeah. then or whomever yeah that's his absolutely anybody's right right and i believe that he is not here so i know that he would be okay with me helping another human yeah, being there's absolutely. no question because right. of how he was i mean that's yeah. not even I, I wouldn't do it i wouldn't mention him if i didn't know that this is yeah. the path that he would want me on, as well as his twin brother, absolutely. Right. You know, we are, I mean, this is this is our path. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Drew certainly would <laughs> never lived in vain, that's for sure, but for sure, I mean, he was the most loving, kind, he wanted to be a therapist mm-hmm. and help other people yeah. through. So he was just a, a, a good soul, yeah. kind too kind almost and I think yeah. that's what you know every he felt everything insult yeah. every word hit him like whereas Devin would be like yeah go mm-hmm. you know sure would be you know it would be a, a fallout right I mean, for whatever and he just couldn't sometimes get get past it he needed help which yeah. is fine I'm like you need help right we're here yes that's we'll what, get you the help that's what we're here for that's what we're here for yeah help forever right, right. as long as I'm breathing you're gonna get the help yeah and that's how it was until the last time we saw him. He had had a really, um, um, I'm sure you know this, but I'd like to say, because I think it's very important to note, and I'm glad I'm remembering it, uh, depression, um, anxiety, interestingly, with students, is usually the worst in the summer when <laughs> you're not in school, because school keeps you, routine. the yeah. routine. I gotta go here, I have classes, I gotta get to work, so summer, gives you that space to think yeah and your head starts to take over mm-hmm. and and so his worst was always in the summer okay just brutal which is i'm not surprised this happened in the summer okay. because that was his the worst he insisted on living up there in east lansing which is not you know that far for the summer because he was still working at brody okay and he also i think uh he was taking at least one class. I can't recall if it was more than one, but it was one or two at max. But yeah. at least one. And in, by the time you're 21, I feel like most of your friends are doing that too. They're kind of staying yeah. there in the summer. You kind of want to be around your friends. Yeah, and, not yeah. living with your mom and dad. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. No, right. no worries. Right. I'm like, you can come home every weekend. You can come home every day. But you know, it was like kind of a joke where I'd be like, okay, when are you leaving now? TikTok. Yeah. yeah. And he'd be like, you're gonna miss me. I'm like, I'm not gonna miss. You. <laughs> and then I would call him later. Yes. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a one of our. You know, little jokes, yeah. yeah. I mean, we had so many. So he was up there. He had a real rough breakup with this girl. And really, he broke up with her. But this is another huge trigger for uh, suicide mm-hmm. is uh, relationship breakups okay. of relationships. Even if you break up. Because the guilt's maybe. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever uh, it is. Yeah. It's just, it was, it, he couldn't. It was so overwhelming. Did I do it right? Did I not do it right? Then he was like, oh God, you know, maybe I should get her back. Oh God, but I don't want her. I mean, it was just a nightmare. Yeah. And and when I say I talked to him, I'm gonna say minimally four hours a day, mm-hmm. minimally. Um, that last time that I saw him, he uh, it was over a weekend and my husband said, just come home. We had been out to dinner with my, I have two best friends, Lisa, who's very ill, and Lynn. We were out to dinner with my friend Lynn and her husband Scott. Okay. And we said, look, we're out to dinner. Come on, come to the house. You know, he's like, whatever, come home. Right. And we'll hang out and we'll get through it. And he said, okay. 
So I, I must have thought he got home like way past our bedtime, yeah. you and me. Yeah. It was like 11.30 or oh, something. Oh, yeah, I'm like, out. Bye-bye. Yeah. Right. So I was, you know, night-night. My husband's always up. So apparently they sat on the porch together and they talked for hours, which was awesome because mm -hmm. as close as they are, really, Drew and I are like Yeah. Besties. Well, the mother-son thing. I yeah, think we're special. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he was my, he was my, my bud, my yeah. partner in crime. Like, mm -hmm. he was the one. Like, yeah. Whatever. So, um... They talked for a long time, according to my husband, which was great. Mm -hmm. Next day, you know, we, we went all a bunch of, you know, just errands and just running around yeah. places. And we had a great time um, together. He took my yoga class, which I teach on Sunday at Beverly Hills, okay. with my husband. So cute. <laughs> so they took the class, yeah. and um, it was hilarious. And, you know, it was a bunch of cute girls with yoga pants. Oh, yeah. and so he was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. He's like, why don't I do this every Why don't I do this constantly? Right. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, the girl right in front of him, he was thrilled with, and, you know, whatever. Cute, smiling, um, having a great time, mm -hmm. goofy, all good. Um, got home from class. We hung out a little bit. Um, so Sunday, I it really nothing kind of earth shattering. Right. So I said to him, you know, are you going to go back um, Sunday, t you know, tonight? He's like, I don't know. You know, I've got I got to be at work on uh, Monday. Or do something on Monday. I can't remember what it was on Monday. And he said, so I might stay over. I said, well, whatever. You know, mm -hmm. oh, no, thank God. So he decided, oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay over. I said, what are we having for dinner? I'm like, nothing. Yeah, that, that's going to make the decision. <laughs> right, nothing. You, you know, whatever. It's Sunday. We're exhausted. Anyway, so he was there, which was great. Monday, um, I took, we just palled around together. And I said to him, you know, when, you know, when, when are you going to go back? He goes, why? Are you getting sick of me? I go, yeah, when are you going back? Kind of joking around. Mm -hmm. Nothing I didn't see anything, and I knew him yeah. better than anybody. Even even my his twin brother said, yeah. "There's nobody that knew him better than me." Mm -hmm. um, so I was really kind of looking, and we talked. We talked about the girlfriend. We talked. We talked about it all that Monday, yeah. all, all day, and no indication that he was depressed or. Well, I mean, he was always struggling with that. Right, but, yeah. but nothing like he seemed. Nothing like that he, alarmed you. Nothing that yeah. alarmed me. No, no bells of that nature mm -hmm. were going off. So he was, he was real semi-chill. Now, mm -hmm. I'm wondering if he was kind of thinking, like, I'm not going to do this, have to do this anymore, so mm -hmm. I'm just going to be chill. I don't know. I'm never going to yeah, know. Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know. So he, we came home, and he said to me, what are we having for dinner? I will never forget. It was Monday. Yeah. And it was like four in the afternoon. I go, aren't you going? Or three in the afternoon. I go, aren't you going back? Yeah. Tick-tock. He goes, well, I'm going to get something to eat, and then I'm going to go to Beverly Hills and sit in the... Um, Whirlpool is okay. what that, you know, that song, Smart, whatever yeah. that thing is. Um, and uh, and then I'm just going to head on to, uh, up to East Lansing. I said, okay, love you, you know, and, and I'm like, I'm not going to miss you, you know, whatever. Yeah. He came back, hmm. which he said he wasn't going to come back. He was on his way. I go, oh, hi. I'm like, oh, no, you again? You know? <laughs> yeah. I go, what did you forget? He goes, nothing. He goes, you know, I just kind of thought, you know, Maybe I'm, uh, you know, I really don't have to be back till later. I really don't have to be there till the morning. So I'm going to hang out and watch some of the game with Dad. I said, lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. He ate the Panda Express, filled it all <laughs> over the floor, rice from one end to the other. I screamed at him. You hollered yeah. at him. You make a yes. big mess. Everything normal. Um, he watched some of the game with my husband. They were talking out there. I was in my room uh, watching The Bachelorette. 
I'll never forget it because I said, don't don't come in during the bats right and come in during the commercial. I love it. He goes, okay. He, I remember, I think I remember it like it was now. I wish, um, I remember he comes loping into my room with those big ass feet, you know, and, and, and he's like, okay, I'm going back. I'm like, okay. And I know this sounds so silly, but we used to call each other who bag because <laughs> there's a there was some podcast or something of Vin, this guy Vinny the Chin and we used to crack up it was on the internet and yeah. he would call everybody a who bag so that was like a joke so he's like see a who bag I'm like yeah whatever who bag he goes you're gonna miss me I'm like I'm not I'm not gonna miss you anyway he lopes gives me a big kiss lopes off big smile mm -hmm. checks his hair out in the mirror I'm not yeah. I kid you not yeah. I'm like you look fine you're going right. 50s Lansing you're gonna be the car yeah. <laughs> He texted my husband that he got there, okay. and we never heard from him again. Oh, my gosh. And I knew, well, interestingly, it, and, and I have, I, I wouldn't call it guilt anymore, but I have this weird, like even while I'm talking about it, I can feel this kind of weird thing in my chest where I didn't have, I wasn't concerned on that Tuesday uh, that I that I didn't hear from him because he told me he had a test, he had to work, he was here. He and was you had there. just seen him all weekend. I just seen him all weekend. Yeah. He's a grown man. What it's not like about? he was eight. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I understand, you know, you have yeah. to run around if you're eight year old. So I was like, whatever, you know. Yeah. He was on his way to Chicago to celebrate um, making, he was, you know, they were going to Chicago. Devin had bought uh, baseball tickets because Drew's a huge, huge baseball fan, massive mm -hmm. baseball fan. Um, and so Devin had all these plans. Well, when we would, normally if I would text or call Drew, you know, even several hours, I mean, the kid wasn't there, like, you know, he was yeah. doing things. Right. It wasn't like a big deal. Devin was like EF Hutton. When Devin called or texted, I don't care if Drew was in the White House, he was <laughs> he gonna answer, answer yeah. Devin. He would answer in class, it worked So out. Devin was not at Michigan State? Devin uh, went to Roosevelt in Chicago, okay, and he okay. still he has been in So Chicago. they were not together. They were not together, okay. but they had uh, come together as best friends yeah. over the years, which is what I always knew was going to happen, but yeah. whatever. You know, it's always what you hope for, yes. but you know, listen, I adore my sister. Sometimes we like each other, sometimes we yeah. don't. You know, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> we always love each other, sometimes we don't right. like each other. So they ended up mm -hmm. being really, you know, best friends, which is awesome, and um I think it was best that they weren't in the same yeah, place because so. Devin could be Devin, Drew could be mm -hmm. Drew, but then they could come together and be best yeah. friends. So they had made all these plans and whatever, and I knew he was very excited about his birthday and blah, blah, blah. So even Wednesday, I was like, I had texted him, what's up, who big? Didn't get a response. And I was, I had a, I had a something, but I was like, okay, stop it. You're worrying too much. 21 yeah. years old. He was just here. If he needs me, he always reaches out to me, I'm not going to be an annoying, you know, nag mm -hmm. and irritate him and make him feel a more anxious, you know, yeah. suffocate, you know, so I'm like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Thursday morning, my husband, and now, now I'm like, I, I'm thinking to myself, all right, you know, so I text him and I said, listen, you know, mm -hmm. text me back. This isn't funny. Like you're annoying me now. And now, now I'm, now I don't miss you, you know, yeah. like kind of something silly. Didn't hear anything from him, so now I'm starting to get a something. Like I'm, I'm getting a. a, a you're not a mom yet, but you, yeah. you, I get that feeling, like yeah. this, where I can feel it right now, like hair shirt. Like mm -hmm. it's getting a little something. But I was like, this is ridiculous, Molly. Like my husband calls me. This was at like I don't know, eleven in the morning ish. 
Hi. He goes, you know, tell Drew to please return Devin's um, text. He's very annoyed because he's trying to get the, you know, the whole weekend together for the oh. birthday. Megan, I said to him, get home right now. We must go to East Lansing immediately. Now my husband is, he goes, what, what? I go, I don't care if you're in court. I don't care. Now. Something's wrong. He said, okay. He left work. I mean, that's how my husband is. He, he threw whatever was on the floor. Yeah. He drove up because he uh, works relatively close. Uh, you know, I don't know. We got in the car and I started to try to call Michigan State, Michigan State Police, uh, MSU Police. No answers. Whoever you could. I could get, all I got was answering machines. Wow. No human beings. I tried uh, 911. They told me they couldn't help me because it was out of the range because we were in Birmingham at the time and we, we moved. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Um, I don't miss Birmingham one tiny, teeny, weeny bit. But anywho, um, they couldn't help us. I was on the phone. Oh my God, at that point it had been, I mean, well over, hours. Mm -hmm. I finally reached, I finally got um, a kid at Brody Cafeteria who was Drew's friend. And she goes, he didn't show up for work today, we're oh frantic. It's horrible, but I've forgotten the girl's name. She was at the funeral. They all came. And, and, mm -hmm. I mean, there was, they, there was standing room only. Couldn't even, couldn't even come because every kid he's ever known in his life was there. But anyway, um, so we hadn't even gotten to East Lansing yet when the police contacted us. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, you've got the wrong kid. You, it, that's not my kid, mm -hmm. you know. And all I, I, do, I don't remember that day, but I do remember this weird, the couple things. My husband pulled over into a Culver's, which it, to this day, I can't look at a sign of Culver's. You. We pulled over, it just happened to be mm -hmm. the closest, so we weren't killed as well. Because you're in shock. And, we yeah. pulled over, and I remember getting out of the car, and it was gravel, like, and laying in the gravel, screaming like an animal. And there mm -hmm. was some poor soul cleaning, you know, up behind yeah. the culverts who came over really kind. And I was screaming, I mean, just like an, like an animal, because you are, you're, you're wounded. You're like out of body experience, probably. Animal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't recall getting back home. I don't remember any of that. The next thing I do remember is my best friend who's dying um, and my other best friend, Lynn, um, being at my house, so I must have called him, my husband, I don't know, I don't recall. Um, and at some point, my sister busting her way through. I, I really don't remember more about that day. Yeah. But that's I imagine enough. that you go through shock and just... Like, I'm still yeah. in disbelief. And it's been be two, quite, years. two years? I mean, yeah. I, quite frankly, I, you know, it's just like with my friend, I mean, I'm still kind of in this... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you told me when we talked on the phone that you still wake up and think, oh my gosh, Ground she's really gone. Day. And I think that's an important thing to share with people is that <laughs> grief doesn't just last a few months oh, or gosh. a year or two years. It's it our will, lifetime. Yes, it will continue. Um, now I do things, we do things, we yeah. Oh, yeah. walk, we talk, we sometimes go places, so sometimes we even laugh anymore, sometimes we smile once in a while. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you end up doing it because it's 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 nature it's our nature to try to survive yeah it's what most people's nature is yeah um it's not the same mm -hmm. it will never be the same 
I don't ever not think about it. I don't, you know, people are like, oh, you must be a lot better now. Okay. Oh, gosh. Whatever. Or, um, oh, well, it was can't God's will. I saying that. Well, oh, I don't, don't get it really wasn't that. because no. it was Drew's will. Yeah. And, and so don't tell me what you don't yeah. know. And he's in a better place. How the fuck do you know? You know, excuse me, but, you know, no, whatever. Yes. Time heals all wounds. That's my worst one. Okay, yeah. I, that yeah. one really kills me, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because if time heals all wounds and you've not been wounded deeply enough, mm-hmm. and, and, God bless the people that aren't wounded deeply enough. Right. How, how fabulous is that? Yeah. Yes. I. So Bingo. one of my questions for you was, did people say things to you that you were like, that's not Constant. what I need to hear? Still. And so like, what are those? You just listed a couple of them. Are there more of things that people shouldn't say? I just feel like this is a good learning opportunity for mm-hmm. people because I think people just say whatever they is mm-hmm. on their mind. It's not always their fault. It just blurts out. But are there things people shouldn't say or like should say or do in well I'll give you some more shouldn'ts he's out of pain now uh you have other children oh sorry my face is like shocked that these things were oh yes this is and this is constantly it's still um he's in a better place out of pain now um you know that that should be where you're where you get peace is that he's out of pain um he's an angel now which is true but how do you know you don't know anything you don't know me you don't know my son you don't know one damn thing about him but okay the time heals all wounds one really kills me you have other children um you you have so much to live for it may be true but these little um colloquialisms or they're not i know that they're there because they've been around for a long time and i and i get that i'm 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 an intelligent person and i i think I'm relatively well-spoken. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Little adages, little things, we yeah. say them. But there are certain um, times when those things are inappropriate. Yeah, and I've always heard that sometimes the pe- person saying that, it's making them feel better. It's not necessarily making Correct. you feel better, but it, it, that's what help, is helping them, so they think it's okay to say it out Correct. loud. What kinds of things did help you? And I'm putting help in quotes because I know that you're still healing and grieving and that it's still really hard. But what kind of things did help you? You know, it's, such, it's a good question, and it's so funny what pops right to my mind. My husband's best friend, Adam Shaw, who's just a wonderful guy, and he's, you know, just like a brother to me, lives in California, unfortunately. We just saw him recently, but we don't see him very often. And, you know, of course, came in from California, and he said to me, this is the worst thing that ever happened in the history of the world. And I, will, I used it in my, the eulogy that mm-hmm. I gave for my for my son. Because it's was the best. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing that ever happened in the history of the world. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. He didn't say yeah. anything else. You're like, yeah, it you is. You have other kids. <laughs> da, 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 mm-hmm. You'll, you'll, you know, you'll eat a pizza. I mean, nothing right. stupid. Right. Just, that's it. Yeah. This is the worst thing that ever happened in the history of the world. Yeah. You really? got it. Yes, it sure is. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Whatever else is going on, <clears throat> I can't be bothered because yeah. it's the worst thing that ever happened in the history of the world. Yeah. Did you acknowledge how he died to your community and your yes. network? Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah, and did you feel like you wanted to do that to spread, start spreading that awareness kind of like right absolutely. away? Absolutely, yeah. because I told you on the phone, I tell everybody what we don't talk about, that's what festers and kills us. Mm-hmm. When you keep, you know, that, anything that we keep, I believe, that is... Um, Anything that we keep inside of us that is important, that is um, life-changing, must come out. Because if it stays in, who are we helping? Mm -hmm. And like I said, the reason the mental health system doesn't have to move is because we're saying we're okay. 
but we're doing okay now. So if we're doing okay, they're like, beautiful. Don't have to cover it. Mm -hmm. All is well. The famous people, which is, I can't believe how many, have just yeah. passed away from suicide. I mean, we're talking many. It's like we're, an epidemic. It's I an mean, epidemic. Yeah. Okay, so then they, they acknowledge the famous people. Mm -hmm. But even that isn't enough. And it's like for a week and then they move on to something yeah. else. It, it just seems to be, I don't want it to be another buzzword because when we start seeing something, mm -hmm. it's Mental Health Awareness Week, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Week, it starts to be like it's duck season, it's rabbit season, yeah. like it, it starts to become another thing that we're not, that we don't really hear. Yeah. And, and we say, oh, that's horrible, oh, that's terrible, but it's... Yeah. I've always felt the word awareness, while it's important, is a little silly because it's like, we're aware of it. We know that this happens, but we're not doing anything about it. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, yeah. Not, right. no action. That's, that's a really yeah. good point, I think. Yeah. Awareness is is key, but we can't be aware if we don't say anything. Yeah. And and most people with mental illness, and, and believe me, I think it's really all of us pretty much is for something. Yes. It, it, it's it's a secret. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's ugly. It's, it's, it's uh, you know... Again, if we have cancer and we tell people we have cancer, we get a casserole, people flowers, are falling all yeah. over, flowers, I and mean, believe you me, and we should. Yes. We should get, you know, I'm also a breast cancer survivor, so mm -hmm. yeah, everybody was falling all over, and thank God I'm still here. Unfortunately, some people are not going to be. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. But why with cancer do we get the flowers? Mm -hmm. And with mental health, we get a, you know, kind of, you know, turn away and don't yeah. look at me. I mean, I have people that still can't, don't look at me. Yeah. Cross the street and that was one me. of my questions too. When we talked on the phone is when you, when you talk about Drew, if people kind of like, Ooh, like they close up, like they don't want to talk about, it. like it makes them uncomfortable. Yes. Some, yeah. some do. And, yeah. and it's kind of great. And, and, you know, Drew's taught us so much. I've learned, oh my God, I, I have grown, grown up in such an unbelievable way in two years and learned so many things. I always thought I was a good person and I thought I knew things, but I've learned so many things and um, what a what a horrible way, but what a gift that Drew gave me that those people are out of my life. Mm -hmm. And so now I don't have to worry about that anymore. That's yeah. It's off my plate. Yeah. Anything that can be off my plate. So those people have drifted into the ether. Yeah. I wish them all well. I don't even know. Whatever. I'm sure they're all fine. <laughs> In my life, things are not fine. For the, you know, look at my best friend, my son. I don't know what why this is happening but once again if we don't speak it mm -hmm. if we don't insist on on help if we don't batter down the doors like i had to batter down the door for my son because yeah. he almost you know because he he was he probably yeah. would he, he wouldn't be here we'd it had been a conversation years ago yeah. um you have to batter down doors. You have to keep saying it. Mm -hmm. And the people will turn away, that's fine. Right. But eventually, when I go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention walk in Chicagoland, there's 5,000 people. So there's somebody out there yes. that's affected by right. suicide. It's not just me. Right, right. And Drew and mm -hmm. you know Devin and Dean and Mike, my husband. It's it's the world. Yeah. And these famous people, we're just talking in, in a year. How many? Were there six, seven? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Horrific. That's horrific, but my yeah. Drews, it's horrific too. Yes. And and my friends, son, uh, children that have, have been lost, and every person that was in that, whoever mm -hmm. is touched, the, the everybody, yeah, is completely changed from from suicide. Right. Just you, I I'm, I don't remember who I was two years ago, mm -hmm. and who cares? Right, because this is you now. This is me now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
One of the things you said to me is that Drew's death gave you the ability to say no and to set boundaries. And I think you kind of just touched on that. But is there anything else you want to say about that? Oh, my God. I was the When I tell you I couldn't say no if it was to my physical detriment, my emotional detriment. I mean, I still have trouble. Mm -hmm. I, I still have a lot of trouble. I mean, I can just do what I can do. Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. I, and I let people know now. I... I I, I make it clear um, that yes, I have I have things that I want to do and things that I definitely want to accomplish and goals are important to me. But things are going to come up. Yeah, absolutely. This is a very vague question, but how are you doing now? <laughs> like in general, kind of with your grief and how are you doing now? Well, you know, it, it's been I haven't been able really to fully grieve my son for many reasons um certainly one is my uh, best friend yeah. who in the interim has been dying through this it's it's unbelievable so i have i mean i i have so much grief that it's it's, um, it's pulling you in different directions it's pulling me yeah. in many different directions some of which are most of which are uh, it sounds weird but most of which are positive directions however it's pulling me mm -hmm. So it's interesting how you start to make, you know, more or better, more better, better decisions for myself, yet I still find myself, you know, being pulled because I have an older son who was, I mean, knocked to the ground by his brother's death. I mean, it's taken about two years for him to, he's just starting to come back okay. around. So I've had to deal with that, of course. He does, he's doing much better thank God yeah. Yeah. Um, Devin God bless him he's very successful and doing wonderfully he still has his moments <laughs> um, my husband and I are doing the best we can we try to do the best we can every day yeah some days oh I'm sure we mess it some days it's no good mm -hmm. um, other days are better than others I know that sounds so uh, trite but it, it, it's genuinely the truth mm -hmm. I mean I have days for a couple hours I'm like oh I sort of feel like like Molly, whatever that is, and then I remember, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, and it tears you back down. Yeah. Tears you back down. Then you gotta kind of keep building your. It, it, it's like a, it's like it's like the movie Groundhog's Day. You yeah. really have to keep starting over. Right. Starting over. Starting over. That's really hard to do. To mm -hmm. keep starting from square. Yeah. You know, most people, you know, you're like, oh well, I've, I've uh, progressed to this, and so yeah. now I'm going over here. Well, this is. You gotta start all the way back. Yeah. You take ten steps back. Yeah. You, you take you know forty steps back maybe one and a half forward so it's it's mm -hmm. pushing that rock up the hill all the time right so yeah. is there relief in it in in Indra's death I hate to say it but there is relief because he's not in agony he's not on the phone twisting he's not in a hospital where he doesn't want to be I guess I'll say that's relief mm -hmm. my best friend will it be a relief She's been suffering so terribly. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'll let right. you know. Right. Um, but the grief has been constant now mm -hmm. for over two years, so hard to answer yeah. that one. Yeah. No, I get it. I don't really get too much of a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like you're pretty tugged. And your dad is sick too, right? Yeah. Yep. He is battling uh, melanoma, ironically, okay. for the second time. He beat lung cancer twice. He is being treated for this melanoma. Um, he's 83. God bless him. He's tough as nails. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, you've got a lot on your plate. A lot on my plate. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, taking on teacher training in my mind, you know, first of all, I'm very proud of myself that mm -hmm. I, you know, aced that audition. I'm real proud of myself. Yeah, so I'm no proud matter of what you. happens, thank yeah. you. It was, you know, I'm go Molly. Um, and in one hand, I'm thankful to have something that I love to focus on yes. and do because that's something I can do. That That's that's easy for my brain. I, I can do that. Um, then over here... You have all the other stuff. That I have all the other with. stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, mm -hmm. if I can get to that, I enjoy that. Yeah. If I can't get to It'll it... It'll bring you that spark of joy that... Correct. That and I do get that spark of joy mm -hmm. uh, from it. Um, yeah, I gotta see. You know, life is more important mm -hmm. than oh yes, absolutely whatever. Yeah. So it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I want to ask you what others can do, and I kind of want to ask in two different ways. So one, what can others do if someone in their life is struggling with depression, and then what can others do if they have a friend like you who has lost someone to suicide? How is the best way to support that person? Um, which you want me to answer first? Whichever one. <laughs> um, Somebody who is, uh, you know, going through severe depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, it sounds trite, but open your mouth and speak to somebody. Mm -hmm. Somebody. It, whether you're, if your parents are no good, maybe you have a coworker, a friend, a, um, a, a priest, a pastor, a, a somebody. And if not, I will tell you there's um, the AFSP suicide hotline, okay. which uh, is 1-800-273-TALK, which is 8255. Okay. So that number, somebody is there 24-7, 365, oh. to help you um, through a crisis to maybe get you to, you know, to, to get you over so that you can get the help. You yes. know, they can get the help next for step. you, yeah. the next step. Um, there's also a crisis text line, which is immediate. And if you text the word TALK to 741-741, you will get immediate help. Okay. I'll make sure I put those in the notes too. It's yeah. Very important to in, do that. Very important. Um, AFSP, I had never heard of. My son, Devin, I think I told you, like we were walking in the walk uh, not even two full months after Drew passed away um, because it was so important to Devin. Mm -hmm. And when we saw all those other people, yeah, it was There's something really beautiful about life-giving yeah. in this horrible way. Mm -hmm. It's <laughs> I, like we all don't want to be here. <laughs> we none of us want to be yeah. here or know anything about this yet. That person next to me, they're like giving you like they're like you don't have to explain yourself. Mm -hmm. No one's telling me it's God's will. No one's yeah. saying you know time heals. No one says anything stupid. Yeah. Thousands of people mm -hmm. not just saying anything together. stupid. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. So that and your Devin works for them now. No, or? but oh, no, he he's okay. he's in um, advertising and he's actually um, trying to get his company uh, involved to like sponsor. Um, so that he can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Devin is Devin is an ad. I mean, he's a true advocate. He's he got me fired up fired up yeah and uh once i and i just took that that bone and i was like dude this this organization is 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 the bomb mm -hmm. i mean this is this is the one right that we need to support you can't support them all no. we are not rich people <laughs> we work like dogs yeah. um i raise as much money i fundraise as much as i can mm -hmm. um i don't have big organizations i have friends who've lost kids 
God bless them. They can afford, they have foundations. They're, they're unbelievable. They're, yeah. they're awe-inspiring. I don't have foundations. I just have myself. If I, you know, can do a yoga class through barcode, I'll ask anybody. They yeah. can say no, right? But maybe they say yes, yeah. and then we and raise. that little bit of money goes towards helping somebody else. Abs, every yeah. penny, yes, goes to, God forbid, the next person. Yeah, not to be young. I don't, but whatever right. human being that just feel is like I'm done. I'm yeah. at the end of the rope. Right. You know, there's another stupid saying which people say, which is suicide is a permanent problem to a temporary um, pro or permanent solution, solution to a temporary yeah. problem. I don't know if I agree with that, but um, I don't like those little sayings. But uh, I do know that if Drew did that, at that second, that quarter second, he felt there was not one thing yes. else. That's one thing that I really like when I talk about suicide, I like to drive home is that in that moment, that person does not see that there is hope. There is no light at that second. Yeah, because so many people are like, well, why would anybody do that? And it's like, because they don't see what we see. Like they don't, they, in that moment, they think there's no, there's nothing else. This is, this is it. So yeah. I think that's a really important right. message that, to share. That, it's not even a, I blink. Yeah. It's that fast where they're like, that make the decision. I know that, well, I feel in my heart that there are some people who are like, oh God, maybe they're like, oh shit, what did yeah. I do? Yeah. I, do I, and I, 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 as Drew's mother, I believe that he had, I don't want to say regret, but he had a moment of, wait a minute. I, I know him. I know mm -hmm. him so well that I know he did. So it's, that makes me even more sad, but, um, I've learned so much. I, I, there he is, my husband. <laughs> I, I've grown, it just leaps and bounds. Um, we've, we've banded together as a family. Mm -hmm. uh, some people break up. Uh, it's very common. Yeah. Uh, we do the opposite. Right. Um, I still get mad. Mm -hmm. And the only person I can get mad at really is my husband, vice versa. Yeah, you tend to get mad to the people closest to you. Because he's not, yeah. not going to leave me. I'm not yeah. going to leave him. <laughs> so when I get really, you know, pissed mm -hmm. and nasty... Yeah. Usually he gets the brunt and vice right. versa. But, you know, it's a lot. It, mm -hmm. It's a lot on a marriage. It's a lot on children. Yeah. It's a lot on work. It's a and lot. And you're all probably grieving differently. Correct. So even to try to understand each other. Sometimes it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Did even, you go to any grief groups or anything? You know, we, we have on and off. Okay. Some have been better than yes. others. Yeah, you have it's to like find the one else. It's like going to the barcode or going to the center for yoga or walking yeah. over here to the Beverly Hills Club. Right, <laughs> right. You got anything else? Honestly, mm -hmm. I mean, if you hook on to a couple that, um, you know, you hear something that that rings true to you. Um, we're so busy that it's bad that we don't always we don't do more. Yeah. But we're we are doing so many things that sometimes that almost is a is a um it's it's a not good it's, right. it's not helpful yeah because you're now you're scheduling yourself even more yes. for something and you don't know what you're walking into because right. you don't know what other you know what the other you know that they're they're grieving but we don't know about what we don't know yeah. if we have any related you know it's just yeah. a sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't so yes. it's kind of what yeah I'm, that's what I would say to people is uh to test a few because yeah. every grief group is a little bit different and you really totally. have to find one that you feel okay talking in front of people and, and even connection. you might find one and then the next week you go back it's different people yes. and you're like oh wait a minute I can't yeah. really yeah and you might be in a weird head place you mm -hmm. just never know where you're going to be right and so sometimes we started out oh, when Drew first died 
it's unbelievable. Several of my good friends, if you can believe it, have children that have passed away, uh, mostly to suicide, but there's uh, uh, one young lady who died of uh, meningitis, um, who my kids were in the class with, and whatever. She started a, a grief group right when Drew first passed away, and I was in a coma. And we met a few times, and then it got bigger and bigger. And after a while, it got overwhelming for yeah. me. It was yeah. too many people. Yeah. I just couldn't deal. Yeah, I get that. Sometimes you just need a smaller group. It was overwhelming. You just want to be like, by yourself sometimes. I, just wanted, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I can't. I don't even know. Yeah. I can't even anymore. So that's like kind of a not enough thing. Too. Yeah. So I just, I suggest to people to do what works for them. Yes. That's what I always say. Yeah. You do you. Right. Because even if you're, I know other people, children have, have, you know, died by suicide and they're in a totally different place. Absolutely. One's traveling Everybody's all over so the world. Different. Yeah. One's laughing and smiling on Facebook. Mm-hmm. One is in a corner over here. It just. Yeah. Everybody's very different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Um, I don't want to keep you too much longer because I know you're you're dealing with your friend being really sick and I know you want to go over there. Um, there's a few questions that I ask everybody. So we did the resources. Are, is there any other resources you wanted to share? Um, those, those are the main numbers. And I know this sounds ridiculous, but I'm going to say I had, I had an experience with a acquaintance who reached out to me. Her daughter was suicidal and I said, you be her mother. You call nine one one. Yeah. Don't call me. Right. First, <clears throat> you call. I'll, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. Do whatever. Yeah. A mother calls nine one one. Click. Yeah. yeah. Do it now. Yeah. If or I'll do it. If it's that serious, you call nine one one. Nine one one. I don't care if they don't want it. Yeah. I don't care if they're shrinking. I don't care if they're breaking everything in your mm-hmm. home. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. You call nine one one. Right. Right now. Right. Somebody's trying to commit suicide. They come right over. Yes. Now, does it always end up perfectly? No. Yeah. But that's, that's your, if somebody individually, I think the AFSP, those immediate hotlines and tech, to me, those are invaluable. 911 mm-hmm. is your best If resource. you're in immediate danger, absolutely. Immediate danger. Yeah, yeah. Now, 100%. I didn't get lovely help from 911 because I wasn't in the area. But if yeah. you call 911 and you're sitting here, yeah. they're going to come. They'll, oh, yeah. They'll be there. Okay. So something I ask everybody is to build each other up. So I want you to tell me somebody that you want to build up. It can be a person in your life. It can be somebody you know is struggling, somebody who helped you, whatever you really want it to be. Somebody that I want to build up? Mm-hmm. I would say with my son, Dean. Okay. I want him. He is going to, it could, I mean, he's, oh my God, he's been very successful. He was, you know, the king of everything, the homecoming. He was the yeah. everything. And his brother's death just punched him like a cannonball in the face and he's just getting up Hmm. he's physically so beautiful so smart so talented he is in the best place I've heard him in years Um, he's doing much better but it's 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 been hell yeah hell a struggle and that's just goes to show you again that everybody deals with it differently and that's right yeah and you can't tell and I, and I will say one, you sure can't judge a book by its cover. No. That's for damn sure. Yeah, you and I talked about that a little bit, I think, on our phone call and didn't get it too much today, but you were saying, like, even if somebody is driving a BMW and lives in Bloomfield Hills, That's they right. could be struggling and you just don't Thin, know. Thin, attractive. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. That's what I That's what I really struggle with when these celebrities commit suicide and people are like, well, they had money yeah. and they had help. And it's like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> they were still struggling with issues so the inside is often and usually is quite different from the outside sometimes it's not but 
often yeah. it is, and we grow up in this, I don't want to start on it, because this society, which is, I mean, I don't jaded is the wrong, it, we're so focused on I don't know what, that means yeah. zero. Right. Again, I'm a woman, I like a nice cute haircut, yeah. and I like um, a little concealer when I go out, and uh, you know, whatever. I just, there's so many things I don't care about mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah, it probably changes I live in a beautiful home. I don't want to live in it, you know, but I don't, I, it's, I kind of don't care that much yeah. about these things. It's, it's, they're nice, it, again, you're always, it's nice yes. to, to, to do nice things. You don't want to have it for the rest of your life, you know, wear a hair shirt and beat yourself up, but I don't know. Most of it is so. Yeah, you've probably found that people zero. matter the most. Yes. Like, yeah, the people in your the life. The people. Are what that's what matters mm -hmm. because when they're gone, mm -hmm. all your BMWs and all your nice homes and your vacations. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Right. Really. Yeah. Frankly. Right. I agree. And now this this is might seem a little odd to transition to this, but I do want you to give like a fun. Recommendation. Okay. Yes. Um, something fun. People have been giving podcasts, books, songs, really whatever you want to give. So, I mean, you know, it's so interesting. Uh, you know, of course, we talked about barcode, mm -hmm. and it was just a fluke. Like I say, that I had this Amanda Rudy was my first yeah. teacher, and she. I had her this morning, and she mm -hmm. just. This girl just. I don't know. There's something about her energy. She just put this smile on my face, and every time I see her or I'm in the class with her. I find myself smiling, you know, which is just, what a gift. Yes. I mean, a lot of them have it there, as you know, at the barcode, but mm -hmm. that just happened to be my first one and the one that always, you know, yeah. Oh, no yeah. matter what, I get this, I don't know, I feel yeah. like I'm smiling when I'm in there. And yeah, I can kind of relate to that. I yeah. dropped into barcode since it opened, but like maybe a couple times a year just to change up my workout routine. And then the day after my dad passed last year, I was like, I think I want to go to the barcode because I just remembered that feeling I got when I went there. Yeah. And that's really what got me in and like I was hooked. It's the same thing. Stuff. It's really yeah. weird. I've been doing fitness my whole life yeah. and I was like, oh, whatever. And it really just, you know, are there days when I'm there Don't like really anywhere else where you're like, oh God, yeah. you know, whatever. I, yeah, your mind is, yeah. yeah, my mind is just jammed with too many yes. things. Yes, yeah. Um, but often it gives me a little bit of a lift and a yeah. pep in my step, which I am grateful for, which is I'm still there. I'm yes. doing teacher training. I mean, yeah. I'm very grateful. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm still very silly with my boys mm -hmm. and uh, we still say the same dumb things yeah. to make make each other laugh and we send each other bitmojis and because I you know Drew and I did that all day long yeah. with emojis yeah. bitmojis whatever came up he was sending me you know the the the, get, the gifs whatever yeah. you call yeah. I mean I didn't even know what that was I had to figure out how to get it on my phone. You remind me so much of my mom and my brother like their relationship is is very similar to that. Oh my god we were yeah. besties yeah. I mean I'm, I'm very close with all my sons so um we definitely still have uh, you know a silly time mm -hmm. which is which is just you know invaluable yes um, I'm losing a best friend but I, on the high note this woman changed my life I mean talk about somebody who gets at, got every joke that I ever said every dumb comment that came yeah. out of my mouth she thought was absolutely screamingly hilarious so um, so laughter is important oh my yeah. god yeah surround yourself with people who are going to yes lift yeah, you lift there's you so many people that are ready to just you know hit you in the face mm -hmm. again and I don't get that yeah and 
Yeah. Go so my dad always used to say, build each other up, don't tear each other down. So that's where the whole build each other up thing came from. Build each other yeah. up. It sounds trite, but honestly, if we were doing more building each other up, there'd be less suicide. Yeah. We're back to the original. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I grew up, I told you, in a, and I met this, I, in, in, in a household where there was things going on. There was, yeah. so it's, it's familiar to me, sadly. It's something that I know. It's something sounds odd I'm scared of but I'm not scared of because it's it's familiar to me yeah. I, I don't like it I don't want it I want to I want to help erase it but right. but it's familiar it's not it's every, it's people that you're next to all the time mm -hmm. that look like they've got it all together yeah thin tall money cute outfit fill in the blank yeah whatever it is they've got it yeah yeah, that's one of the things you said to me on the phone too. Is like, let's make sure we're paying more attention to each other and like, just paying. We attention. can't save everybody, right? And we can't dedicate our whole lives to. I'm listening. To yeah, that. no, you're fine. To making sure that everybody around us is okay, but just pay attention to those little things. And if something's off, get that person some help. Absolutely. We can wrap up. Is there anything else that you wanted to say that you feel like you didn't get a chance to say? I think you've given me such a, I appreciate it so much. Well, I appreciate you, you know, being open and sharing it. I mean, what I want to say is reiterate, um, you know, open your eyes, you know, maybe really listen and look at the people that are around you, uh, especially the people that you think you know the best. Mm -hmm. um, you can't stop anyone from doing anything. I've learned it the way hard way. Yeah. But if we can, it sounds so rote, but we have got to break down the walls and make this system more appealing sounds like a dumb word but it this mental health system it's so scary and the way they they do it is so um, abrupt and 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 terrifying that people are afraid to even get the help because yes. the help is scary they don't know how to navigate the whole system the whole in general. system it's like, horrible. i have friends who need to be in therapy and they're like i don't even know where to start or like how to find one that's in my insurance network like there's so many questions and they just don't do it and then the problems fester yeah so i think yeah we need to talk, be more open about talking about it and how to do it so if people have questions let's help you let's help you find it um are you on social media that you would want to promote or anything? you know i'm on facebook but my facebook is only devoted to, no. your, to my yeah. son yeah um and anything that i'm doing that's raising funds yeah for afsp um i do want to say that um uh if there are people that are listening and they have ideas for fundraisers, want to reach out to me, yeah. please, please do. Okay. I want to do anything that I can do. And of course, yeah. uh, the barcode we will be doing, again, the oh, fundraiser amazing yeah. and, at the Franklin Cider Mill, God bless them. And um, it, what a great, oh God, that was just one of the most amazing mm -hmm. events, like another life-changing event. Um, thank you, Lindsay and Janelle, again. But um, there are people out there that might have uh, businesses organizations uh, I know I some I've done things with Lululemon in the past okay I'm open yeah because so I, if people want to do that they can email me um, yeah. and then we'll get it to you or you know we'll connect everybody because I'm sure that people will be inspired after hearing this and want to get involved somehow so um, it's shine a light pod at gmail.com and then we'll make sure that gets over to Molly <clears throat> um, I too just have a lot of friends who have lost kids to suicide and it's it's horrific yes so we want to spread losing, awareness losing anyone is horrific losing a child mm -hmm. is the most horrific um but it's all horrific yes. and then if you're losing somebody yeah it's horrendous yes and grieving is a lifelong process mm -hmm. and it looks different for every single one of us absolutely if you see me you know 
jiggling around with barcode, I'm still breathing. Jiggling. Sorry, I you know, thought that word was yeah, I'm not a big jiggler, but you know, <laughs> if you see me, you know, messing around with the barcode, I'm still breathing. I'm yeah. still trying to navigate yeah. my, my day, my life, my hour. Absolutely. You know? So, yeah. you know, let's, I got it so trite, but God, can we just be kind to each other? Yes. Please, God, mm-hmm. be kind. We really probably don't need more Lululemon pants. No offense, I love you, Lululemon, and I'm going to continue <laughs> shopping. But we probably do need to kind of do a little more acknowledging, yeah. a little more paying attention, and a little more breaking down doors and not being afraid to open our mouths. Right. Because you might see somebody, and you might say something. Better to say something that, that is, doesn't sound right than to say nothing at <laughs> right. all. Then to ignore it. Yeah. We might help somebody who's like, geez, yeah. I've been having, you know, my life is turned upside yeah. down. You just never know.